0: On the night of December 2, 1943, the Germans bombed a key Allied port in Bari, Italy, sinking 17 ships and killing more than 1,000 American and British servicemen and hundreds of civilians. Caught in the surprise World War II air raid was the John Harvey, an American Liberty ship carrying a secret cargo of 2,000 mustard bombs to be used in retaliation if Hitler resorted to gas warfare. The strike, which released a poisonous cloud of sulfur mustard vapor over the harbor, and liquid mustard into the water prompted an allied cover-up of the chemical weapons disaster, but it also led to an army doctor's serendipitous discovery of a new treatment for cancer. You're listening to 5-Minute History. In the devastating aftermath of the attack, which the press dubbed, in quotes, Little Pearl Harbor, US General Dwight Eisenhower and British Prime Minister Winston Churchill moved to conceal the truth about the shipment of poisonous gas, for fear that Germany might use it as an excuse to launch an all-out chemical war. As a result of the military secrecy, medical personnel weren't alerted to the danger of contamination from the liquid mustard that spread insidiously over the harbor, mixing with tons of fuel oil from the damaged ships. In the crush of casualties that first night, hundreds of survivors, who had jumped or been blown overboard and swam to safety, were mistakenly believed to be suffering from only shock and immersion. They were given morphine, wrapped in warm blankets, and left to sit their oil-soaked uniforms for as long as 12 and 24 hours. While the seriously wounded were attended to first, it was tantamount to marinating in mustard gas, but all remained ignorant of the peril. By dawn, the patients had developed red inflamed skin and blisters on their bodies, the size of balloons. Within 24 hours, the wards were full of men with eyes swollen shut. Now the doctors suspected some form of chemical irritant, but the patients did not present typical symptoms or respond to standard treatments. The staff's unease only deepened when the notification came from headquarters that the hundreds of burn victims with unusual symptomology would be classified dermatitis NYD, not yet diagnosed. Then, without warning, patients in relatively good condition began dying and these sudden deaths left the doctors baffled and at a loss for how to proceed. With the daily death toll rising, the British put out a red light call alerting Allied force headquarters to the medical crisis. Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Francis Alexander, a young chemical warfare specialist attached to the Eisenhower staff, was dispatched immediately to the scene of the disaster. On December 11, 1943, Alexander informed headquarters of his initial findings. Not only was the gas from the Allies' own supply, but the victims labeled Dermatitis NYD had suffered prolonged exposure as a result of being immersed in a toxic solution of mustard and oil floating on the surface of the harbor. The response Alexander received was shocking. While Eisenhower accepted his diagnosis, Churchill refused to acknowledge the presence of mustard gas in Bari. With the war in Europe entering a critical phase, the Allies agreed to impose a policy of strict censorship on the chemical disaster. All mention of mustard gas was stricken from the official record and Alexander's diagnosis deleted from the medical charts. Based on Alexander's report in a top-secret Yale University clinical trial that demonstrated that nitrogen mustard, a more stable cousin of sulfur mustard, could shrink tumors, Rhodes was convinced the harmful substance in tiny, carefully calibrated doses could be used to heal. In 1945, he persuaded General Motors tycoons Alfred Sloan and Charles F. Kettering to fund the Sloan-Kettering Institute for Cancer Research, to create a state-of-the-art laboratory staffed by wartime scientists to synthesize new mustard derivatives and develop the first medicine for cancer known today as chemotherapy. In 1949, mustergen became the first experimental chemotherapeutic drug approved by the FDA and was used successfully to treat non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. This triumph galvanized the search for other chemical agents that specifically targeted malignant cells but spared normal ones, leading the American society to credit the Bari disaster with initiating the age of cancer chemotherapy. That's all for today. If you like what you hear, make sure to give us a rating and review, and we'll see you next time.